back in Mark's garage, which seems to be like we always like uh, like go for our location first and foremost. I was just I was just going to say something about that. How yeah, that, it's become that, cliche. Just for, we just we just want people to know. Where where we are? Like, it's like they have any idea what this place looks like? Or no, give, but it's, give we, a shit I think way. we've we've described it pretty well. Yeah, there's the That's big, true, the humongous checkerboard, checkerboard flag. Yeah, world's biggest uh, like checkerboard flag. Um, we are Kevinless tonight, so that's a thing. Yeah, it's, tonight kind of reminds me of um, Kevinless without a guest. So it's it's me, Mark, and Ryan. Um, How will we ever manage? I know. I, I, I will. I'll I'll attempt to throw in some dad jokes there since. <laughs> okay, well, you are good. a dad. So I am. I am a dad. Yeah. Well, I was thinking on the way over here. I was like, you know, so it's kind of like it's kind of like me and Ryan going back to our roots. Getting drunk. Well, that's the and talking this, about music. That's the seed of this show, really. I'm sure when that when uh, what was it, Chris that approached you? It was like, hey, yeah. you want to do a, a music podcast? You're like, well, shit, I've already kind of done this before. Yeah, I, I, no, like, I know who I, who I want to do it with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, along, didn't, didn't we stay up till I think like like started the night at like nine or ten, and then stayed up till like eleven a.m. the next day. Talking about music once, I distinctly remember. No, we, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. like walking Not- to the gas station at seven a.m. because they were selling beer again, <laughs> <laughs> and, and picking up like another twelve pack or something. That, that that's happened. I think that's happened. That would make for one. a very long podcast. Yeah, I don't know that it would have been very intelligible to anybody but <laughs> yeah, us. By, by the end of it, coupled with lots of like breaks where one of us had to go out in the yard and pee and then the neighbors are getting up like yeah and we're all embarrassed but you know we don't care that much because we're drunk yeah yeah that's not about right okay well kevin's on here because he had to watch a baseball game which i get yeah and i'm gonna have a divided attentions but i'm gonna do my best to um you know check in on both cool well um so uh yeah let's play some music and let's get into the uh let's get into this album that we that we all listen to this week so i'm shane i'm ryan and i'm mark this is somebody likes it This week, um, we're going to talk about the development of uh, the television, wasn't it? Um, no, Ryan. Farnsworth, wasn't that the guy's no, name? No, you, that... pick, you picked the wrong... You picked this fucking oh, record. Oh, shit, that I, have this, last week? I have researched this all wrong. Oh, my God. This may be a very short podcast. No kidding, right. Yeah. The cathode ray tube, and now, I don't know. Now there's plasma you're, and whatnot. And, you're kidding with me. I'm fooling with you. You stupid fucker. We're talking about, of course, uh, Marquee Moon. That's how you say it, right? It is. Oh, it's going to be. Are you? T- are you like? Are you covering for Kevin this week? By Apparently, the yeah. I am a blood relative. <laughs> yes, Marquee Moon by the band Television. Nineteen seventy-seven, I believe. Was the yes, seventy-seven. Yes. And they, uh, Mark, Mark has like metal ice cubes Sorry. in his glass. I just. He's super high tech. Yeah, well, I was I didn't know that until I looked over there. I was like, "Whoa, that's the loudest fucking ice I've ever heard in my life." Just reminds me of the, uh, that scene in The Jerk. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? He kicked no. some guy and uh, and then Bernadette Pierce. Oh, like, oh, how wait. are you supposed to know he was Iron Balls, Iron Balls McGillicuddy or McGinty? Yeah, McGinty, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Marky Moon, as I believe it's actually pronounced. That, I believe you are right. And you you picked that, Brian. So. What what are your feelings on this record? I think they can what they do really well is 
write a crazy catchy riff and then develop a song around it. Um, I think it's I think it's terrific, largely a terrific record. Some of them go on like a really long time, and there's one or two that I'm not that crazy about. But it's only what eight songs long. Um, eight long songs long. Eight long songs long. <laughs> yes. uh, no, I think it's a solid record. It's funny. Because it comes out of the punk era, but it's not really punk. There are punk-ish things about it. But... It's not punk. I don't understand. I mean, it came out of that era, right? And they, they, were, they were associated... I'm sure they knew the guys in the Ramones. <laughs> um, sure. Um, I know that Blondie opened for them, which, by the way, is really interesting to think about, uh, that Blondie opened for them on a European like, tour. All these dudes, you know, like, played in each other's bands a little bit or were on the same bills with each other. And it's crazy because a lot of them are, like, talking heads and Blondie and... Ramones and all, all those guys were just you know making their bones at the same time. Well, yeah, and they were they were part of they were part of a scene, and you know once in in a, in a time where New York had taken over the entertainment or music zeitgeist capital away from from California the way that California had it pretty much all of the sixties. Sure, uh, New York was wrestled it back, and um, and there was like a lot of dirty, shaggy, punky things going on and so uh, they got a lot of notoriety a lot of these bands even and they and they played a lot of the same club i mean i don't well, know cbgb most notably and, and Max's Max's kansas, kansas city. city yeah and shane while we were off air told his ridiculous story about the one time he visited cbgb which uh, do you want to share yeah well because it's so exciting yeah it was amazing i noticed that i was across the street from it and it was about to close so like permanently uh, permanently yeah and uh it was they were they were opening but i knocked on the door and i asked the guy if i could come in and pee and what did uh, it smell like in there pee yeah dirty <laughs> it smelled like old pee and what did you do I went and peed, and but I told. I think I said like, you know, I know you're about to close, and I've never been here before. Like I'm some rube from you know Montana. Yeah. Hey, I heard about hey, CBGB. I heard about this CBGB place. Got to come on in. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, let's get around back around to um, television. Television. Um, I did not like this album really at all. N- no. Well, no, no, no. Let me back up. Um, I come in and you're going. That is that song is an earworm, no, but no, it's like ten and a half minutes no, no, long. No, no, that song's great. That that one song, the the Marquee Moon, the title track. That song, I was I had I knew very well before this, and I was like, oh, I hope the rest of that album sounds like that. Nope, it does not. That song's great until they start doing that fucking indie rock Grateful Dead shit in the middle of it. Well, it's weird. Yeah, it's like they took like sort of a, a post punk indie rock kind of thing and then made it. Like proggy hippie somehow. Not that um, indie rock was a thing in 1977. No, but, no. But I mean, like, a saying. lot of indie rockers probably, and, and there's one in particular. Like, I think it's funny. Something that occurred to me as I was listening to this, like, like some of this kind of reminds me of Spoon, which really it would have been Spoon picking up on them. And in fact, the song Friction um, says "Gimme Friction" in it. And of course, there is a Spoon record called "Gimme Fiction," which oh. I had not drawn the parallel between those, but. I'm pretty sure that's where he got the idea. Yeah, you know, dude, that's um thanks Ryan. Yeah. Thanks for sharing for sharing that with us because right, I think you have a point there. Um I I didn't I really didn't like this album actually. It uh for all of its accolades, it seems like something I'm supposed to like and I thought that I would like more, but I mean, it starts with the fact that I can't stand the sound of his voice. I really Well, there's that and and so to me his voice kind of sounds like a combination of like 
Jello Biafra from uh, mm-hmm. Dead Kennedys. Not also and, not known as a great singer. No. Uh, and uh, who's the guy who sang for Suede? Um, oh right, right. But but Brett, Brett uh, Anderson maybe. Is yeah, that, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like you know, kind of a warbly uh, kind of thing yeah. on there, and it seems to presage a lot of what was going on in like eighties, kind of more underground circles. Um, yeah. So um, he's definitely not a classically trained vocalist. No. Okay. So yeah, there's. No, um, which uh, which it's, I don't. It's Tom Verlaine, I guess that sings. Yeah, Tom yeah. Verlaine, which I don't. I don't always mind. I mean, God, again, you know, I was going to say heaven knows, but no pun intended. You know, I'm a big Morrissey fan, and you know, he, it, he's not. He's well, not. He's like he's, Robert Smith. Like he doesn't have a traditional sure. voice. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that stuff that I uh, that I like. Um, it's just this guy in particular. I just didn't didn't like his. It doesn't really bother me much. It's the the ramblingness. It's weird because like, on one end they. Don't sustain a lot of their guitar notes. Um, they'll have like the kind of taut energy with them, which that's I, kind of well. Go on. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's something that I you know found like you know your wire elastica and some in spoon like to where it gives it like this kind of like tension to it, and I that, I always really like that. But then the songs also kind of ramble. Well, the, but but you're right about but there's but there's lots of notes, lots of it's like lot. it's lots of needly noodly like guitar. Guitar like soloy stuff, man, and I just fucking hate that shit. And to me, it sounds way. And I'm, of course, I'm I'm probably, you know, my my indie rock and post punk card is going to be revoked for saying this, but like, it just sounded like fucking classic rock to me for, for a lot of these songs. I wouldn't go did. all the way there with that. A lot um, of them did to yeah. me. This wouldn't have flown. I mean, and obviously it didn't no, it, fly on. They were it, what, signed it, to what Electra. And like they didn't sell shit. It, it doesn't sound like it doesn't. I'm not. I'm not saying like sonically. I'm not comparing it to fucking Leonard Skinner. I'm just saying like it's got more in common with that you than know, it it's, does. It's funny that. You're, sorry, I, it's funny you bring up Leonard Skinner because I was just doing a little research for this today, and Rolling Stone named this top forty best debut album of all time. Guess what was number thirty nine. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner pronounced Leonard Skinner. <laughs> you know that's on my list, by the way, of, of something we got to listen to. I actually have a, have a little bit of affection for Leonard Skinner. Oh. Not Freebird, you know, but like <laughs> I, I went through shit. a Leonard Skinner phase when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know what? I went through. I went through like when I was a little kid, like wearing cowboy boots in my underwear phase. But I got over that <laughs> shit too. I think you should go back to it. Sounds pretty good. I think I think there are dudes and well, there's that guy in New York that uh, solicits. Tips while he plays good guitar. Oh, that's true. That yeah. Well, okay. He never grew out of it. You know, let's get off of <laughs> cowboy boots and underwear. And well, I think, do, I think what we should listen to a little bit. Uh, I I genuinely one of the three songs that I really like a lot. Uh, it illustrates the, uh, you know, find a really good riff and make a song around it, and that's "See No Evil," which is the first track on the record. <laughs> Oh, 
doesn't do it for me. Oh man, I, I, it must be his voice because I, I that one riff that. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Like, it's just I, I don't even. I, well, part of it is I can tell you for sure that like it has elements of stuff that I like, and it's hard for me to put well, my finger that, on. That punk like call and response thing going on. I don't mind. Um, I like the riff on there. I just I don't like the drumming, and I really didn't like it up when he picked it up and was playing with the with the. The um, the ride symbol and stuff like when the solo happens. You notice that shit way more than I do. I don't know. But I'm yeah. just trying to figure out while I was listening to it right now, like why it just it turned me cold when I, you know, or left me cold, turned me cold like a vampire. I definitely had to make it through this song. I mean, the first time I listened to it, I that I hated this. This song or this, this record? song? Yeah. And then the second time I listened to it, I got through this song, and then I started to warm up a little bit more of the record. And then I liked it immediately. Listening like, to I, it again I genuinely. Today, I thought I was going to like the rest of the record this much. Yeah. Um, and it, this is my favorite song on the record. That would definitely be you know, the title I mean, now track, but, I listen to this uh, song and I hear elements that were probably influenced by this music, you know? And of course, oh, like Talking I Heads. Mean, of you, course, you hear Talking Heads. Talking Heads. You hear a lot of contemporary uh, stuff. Spoon, for but, sure. Like, but I mean, I, I, I actually hear like some Adam Ant in the way that he kind of. You know what? I, I can, can say I, that. Yeah. You know what? It, that doesn't, and one of, of these days, I'll pick an Adam Ant record. But like his percussion was ridiculous. You know what, Adam Ant? You know, you should. One of us should because I think like all I know, I've never heard one of his records before. But every time I hear, I'll hear a song that I haven't heard by him. Like this shit is great. Who is this? And it's mm-hmm. like fucking Adam Ant. Like for some reason. Yeah, if you've ever heard, uh, you know, one of his songs on a really good stereo, it's just I don't know what they. How they mic the drums, but yeah, they're, they oh, they're crazy. Speaking yeah. of miking stuff, I will say that about this record, the guitars sound badass. Yeah, like well, I think that they was are always the, their focus. Yeah, the guitars are the are the star of this album. Yeah, they they yeah, really like, really. I sound mean, you got irritated by the drums, but nobody ever talks about the drumming on television records. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're fair enough. Yeah, I guess you're yeah. right. Uh, what, they had what three guitar like big time world class guitar players in this band at one point. I, I don't know that they were all three on this record. I think, uh, yeah, I think Richard Hell were... had left at this point. Yeah, well, Richard I... Hell had already left. Wasn't he the didn't did he play guitar in this album or did he play bass? Or well, he left at this point, but it was uh, yeah. Tom Verlaine and um, uh, the other one, the other the so, other Lloyd. Uh, so Pitchfork agrees, of course, with us. Yeah, in this case, Lloyd. because they you know he says that that uh, the things that make this record so classic, the pump your blood like a breath of clean air, are the guitars. This whole record's a mash note to them. The contrast between these two essential leads is stunning. Richard Lloyd's chisels notes out hard while Verlaine works with a subtle twang and a trace of space-gazing delirium. It, it makes, and I, like I wasn't, it, the way that you said, the way that he breathlessly discusses, I was it this band or this album just now? It was this album. The way, that that, the way that that Pitchfork revered breathlessly discusses this album, it, it's got this, and the way that a lot of people do, it's got this rap thing that r- distinctly reminds me of, and I said this earlier as a joke, but in some ways it's, it's apt, especially when listening to people describe this, is how fucking people talk about the goddamn Grateful Dead, man, with their fucking intertwining guitars and like shimmering like liquid crystals suspended in the air and like, what was he saying? Like chiseled and, I mean, they're fucking guitar, they're playing guitars. I mean, like, it's not... Uh, well, I will say they they were doing something that hadn't really been done before. Great, I understand yeah, that. But and it's not your cup of tea. That's all right, dude. Like, it is not my cup of tea. But you know, again, but it, even you were like going on and on about uh, the title track, or not really going on and on, but just 
like that is that song is an earworm, man. It is. It's it, a great song until you get to that fucking indie rock Grateful Dead shit in the middle of it. You know what it reminds me of though? Talking about how it's not my cup of tea, but like if I were to flip this a little bit over to like flip the script like from you to me, like how I feel, you know, sometimes about certain kinds of of jazz bop jazz from the, oh, yeah. from the 50s. Oh, yeah, doesn't do yeah. much for me. Right, but, but yeah. you know, like I'm talking on the 50s, this sh- I can actually get behind a little bit more is when it got more, like anything that's any, remotely like free jazz or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, I hate yeah. that shit too, but... Uh, yeah, but you've listened to Charlie Parker and enjoyed it, and I, I don't... I love Charlie Parker. I don't get it. Well, but that's that's early 50s, like mid-50s. Well, like, yeah. I don't know how much you've heard of that. Maybe 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 uh, I should bring up a jazz It sounds to me like he's days. warming up the old record oh that's that's more coltrane but that's a whole that's a whole other thing you know i think that um i think that it's interesting uh you know i'm making a a big joke about you know people fawning i I think it's for me personally it's the the fact that with this much build-up it couldn't be no well yeah sure there's that too i'm just saying i just want to and the last time i want to reference it is 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 the uh i'm just not into dueling interplaying guitars it's just it's just a thing i think it's i think it's left over from whenever i jettisoned my musical past when i was in high school you know of, of like the joe satriani's and the steve vises you were I, like a big metal fan there for a while i was for a, for a while um but uh but you know i mean sometimes people you know people go through phases it's true and uh and i think when i jettisoned all that stuff uh, I overcompensate by really not liking certain elements, guitar or, solo lines. I just I don't like it. Well, I, I, you know me, like I hate um, wanky guitar solos where they're just showing off. But like most of the guitar histrionics on this record seem to be in service of the song, even if they go on a little too long. I don't think it's. I'm, I'm not saying histrionics. It's just a, it's guitar single line solo y type things. But again, that's just that's just how I feel about it. You know, well, we should, since we've talked about it, get into a little bit of the title track, which I think we can all agree is is basically the the jewel of the record. I wish that I, I like I said, it I, is way too fucking long. But it's, like, it is way too fucking long. But I wish that the rest of the album sounded like this song because it's so damn good, man. Yeah, and I, I would just be at work and I kept like having that riff just go over and over. Yeah, yeah. See this. See this week we're both doing Michael Winslow. Yeah, we're we're both uh, stars of Police Academies one through six. I saw a great video this week with him in it. It was amazing. You did? Yeah. I'll see if I can pull we, it. We up. have to talk about. Are this you being ironic? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, why don't you play some Marky Moon and, and we'll we'll watch some Michael Winslow while we're out there. All right.
Lucky Moon from the album Lucky Moon by Television. Like solid song. It's a good. It's, o- overstays its welcome a little bit. It does um, it because of all that shit in the middle. Yeah, the the noodle that gives everybody boners apparently. But um, yeah, but, but you, but me, no. Yeah. It's it's a good song. It's an, it's highly entertaining. In fact, it's one of those songs that for years and years and years I would hear in bars. And that's um, the only way I knew it. That's yeah, the only song, song off the record yeah. I knew is that people would put this in. And you know, I would and I would consistently uh, I would I would only hear it every so often. I always forget. And yeah, like, and then you go look you, at the you'd go the look, box. but it's yeah. one of those songs that's so good you would You're like, go. Oh yeah, television. That's really good. And then you want to go see what who did it. Yeah, I've um, never actually seen this band play live, but I have seen one of its members play. I saw Matthew Sweet play at um, Liberty Lunch, like I don't know ninety three or something. Um, and that was entertaining. I mean, they were not his songs; they were Matthew Sweet songs. But. Yeah, Matthew Sweet had some pretty good songs. Yeah, Matthew but. Sweet kind of though. They hit Matthew Sweet was one of those guys that had kind of a classic rocky thing every so often, like with his with his production, not with the songs. Yeah, but, I like, mean, he wrote just like, lots of guitar solos. Songs, but, I just but, but, don't but, like guitar solos. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that. Um, but the the little what they do is write little television is write little. Uh, earwormy, hooky riffs, and you know, like they, they just kind of, kind of latch onto it. It's not, you know, it's not an imperfect album, and I definitely think the the hype has been a little, a little more than. No, it is I, an imperfect it, album, but I know. Yes, sorry. Did I say it's not an imperfect? You said it's not an imperfect album. It is an imperfect album. Yes, yes okay. it's not a perfect album. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm just calling you on the carpet. Credit where credits due. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um. Anyway, you've got middle this week, right? I do have middle this week. Um, a few minutes with. Yeah, we're let's go into an intermission, and I and, and I I had originally picked something that I'm not going to play tonight because Kevin needs to be here when we listen to it, just because I think it's going to be a good discussion, not because I want to torment him. Though I wouldn't put that but past it me. Probably will torment him. It may, but I think it'll it'll engender a good discussion. Anyway, so yeah. Oh, you reminded me of something. I'm going to pick for a record uh, here for too long, and I'll I'll tease it because I know that Kevin will love it and you'll hate it, and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. But I'm going to pick Steely Dan one of these days. <clears throat> I'm speechless. Yeah. yeah well, you've I've, that's, su- I've suffered that's through torture. some shit. That's uh, that's your finger fingernail pulling toward. <laughs> okay, let's go into an intermission. Mark, let's play the music. This week, I had picked another song for a few minutes with, and since Kevin's not here, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna listen to that song. But the one that I did pick um, was well. So earlier, we were talking about how Ryan and I, Ryan and I, have been friends for 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 many years. Um, more oh, than one. More than more one, than one. More than one year. More, more than twenty. Less years. than fifty. Less than fifty. More than <clears throat> more than one. More than yeah. one. You're yes. correct. Uh, and so. I wanted to listen to a song that I that I don't think I've heard since we had been friends for maybe since we really started about a, about a year after we started really hanging out a lot, um, and uh, and that is um, "Breakfast at Tiffany's" by Deep Blue Something. Oh, oh my! And it's a song that the I girl that I was interested in back then and hung out with from time to time really liked this song. Well. I've done a little and bit there's of like one little jangly pop part that I no, think is okay. No, that's yeah. what I used to like back then. But yeah. when we re-listen now, we you know, 
let's listen to this song. We'll go watch this video and we'll come back and, and we can discuss. You say that we've got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. You say. The world has come between us Our lives have come between us But I know you just don't care And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany? She said, I think I remember the film And as I recall, I think both kind of liked it And I said, Now that's what I call music. Huh, fellas? <laughs> I wanted to say, like, even though I uh, teased that video saying that um, that song was out when we were hanging out or just started becoming, like, good friends, that wasn't what we were listening to. That was not what we were listening I, to. I should have been more clear about that. There was a girl that I was interested in who really genuinely thought that a good was a good song, and I told her in no uncertain terms that I agree. It is... Um, it was inescapable for a summer. It yeah, it was around summer. a lot. It, it, well, I don't know. I just remember it felt longer than that to me. I remember. Well, that song just now felt longer than a summer. Just listening <laughs> to the damn video. Uh, uh, there are so many things about that video that okay. So a like the singer kind of looks like um, like Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, like retarded brother or something. Yeah, like <laughs> there's. I could see that. That's funny. He uh, I love. He's like. There's so many annoying things about the singer. Oh, he's like one of those guys that like, um, like when he lifts weights at the gym, he like squeezes his muscles to look at himself, you know, like in the mirrors. He has, his shirt was unbuttoned, like he three was buttons. strumming his bass guitar. Yeah, uh, well, no relation to what was actually coming out of the speakers. When the video starts out, the all four members of the band are doing like these 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 butlers, white gloved butlers, are carrying a table down the street. Uh, tables or something. Anyway, one guy's riding a horse. One guy hops on the back of like some Jed Clampett looking. Yeah, like a bathrobe makes his appearance. One in dude Midtown. shows up in a bathroom. Yeah, this is in like Midtown Dallas. I'm thinking like Manhattan. And, oh, was no, it, it was Manhattan? Yeah, it was York. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. They were it's, sitting in front of Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh, they were. I wasn't. Yeah, I was just paying attention to the. Oh, excuse me. There had to be a um, little bit of context there. To the no, but I, yeah, I just I wasn't. Uh, I was just I wasn't paying attention honestly to the to the locale. Uh, just to how stupid they looked, and but then the singer is like walking down the street, like reading a book. Um, That's one does because I'm pretty sure uh, he he named his song after Breakfast at Tiffany's, a movie from what 1963, and also he's yeah, very early 60s for sure. He's very deep, as in deep blue something, and um, <laughs> reads. Do uh, you remember that song? Remember that? Oh, God, I can't think of the band, but. Uh, uh, it's called like Counting Blue Cars or something. Same year, Dishwalla. Uh, Dishwalla, right? Uh, and um, I hate it that I know that. Uh, yeah, I hate that. You, I love that you do actually. <laughs> but in in the in the song, he says, um, he's like, uh, "Tell me all your thoughts on God, because I really want to meet her 
And like even at the time, That's like the twist. Yeah, no, yeah. because he's like a deep guy. Because he thinks God. Can't can you just see that insufferable guy at a party? He's like, yeah, I'd love to meet. I'm pretty sure God's a woman. You know, that kind of dude. Well, that's what this guy is walking down the street with his sunglasses on reading a book. Well, I remember thinking like this kind of seems like the the band that like maybe a smaller college college town would like have a pretty good following and they'd all think was pretty good. And they're all pulling for him to like make it. And somehow they actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Like a small college town. Yeah. Like like, you know, and that song isn't. Well, Denton. Yeah. I'm thinking like A&M Prairie View or some shit, man. I mean, like. The, there's so much that's not good about this song. The the chorus is oddly hooky, even though it shouldn't be, because the lyrics are so stupid and it's so long. Well, okay, so it's about like a, a dude and his girl aren't getting along, but they want to watch. No, the they're movie, breaking up. But they and, watched a movie together once, and so they at least have that. Yeah, well, I love like the best line in a song full of amazing lines is when he says, "It's plain to see things are over." And I hate when things, things are, are over. over. Uh, oh, the, uh, with so, he, to be to his credit, he didn't say with so much left undone. Oh, okay, that right. makes it deep. Yeah. Well, he's very he's a deep thinker. Obviously, I know that because he reads books. He's a deep blue something. Yeah. I did like the fact that one other. There's many things that that I that I enjoyed about this video visually. Um, not the least of which the dude riding the horse everywhere in the middle of this large city. But when they're sitting at their breakfast in front of Tiffany's, um, which which now I, that I know that I didn't I didn't recognize it's one that of before. those literal videos. It's it's yeah. so much. It, I didn't think the video could get cheesier than it is, but it is now exponentially literal uh, that they're having a literal breakfast at Tiffany's, and um and so then the the one of the white gloved butlers is pouring one of the guys champagne and he's like he does with his hand like that thing like un, un, uh, over the top of the glass like no 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 no, i don't want any or i don't need any and then he goes to pour it in the singer's glass and the singer just keeps pu- pushing his hand up up you know like the universal sign for put more in there put more in there until it starts spilling over the glass mm. like yeah that's because he's deep yeah well you know or at least drunk well he's something um well you're welcome yeah thanks yeah. Thanks, pal. Okay. I could have gone the rest of my life and never had that song. I certainly hope what you're going to subject Kevin to is is it's, more harsh than that. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's considerably better than that. Anyway, well, you'll, you guys all hear about that in a month. So all right. as of now, we're going to go back in and do some more Marky Moon. <laughs> Marky Moon, we're back. Yeah, when I said Marky Moon a minute ago, like now every time I say it, I guess earlier uh, I think of like Marky Mark, like Marky, Marky. Is that like Marky Grissom? Yeah, Marky. It's just Marky, not Marky. Marky, Marky Moon. (laughs) Here, Marky. Come on, boy. (laughs) You know, there's got to be like at least one dog named Marky Moon. Somebody does. Marky Moon. At least at some point since 1977. Okay. Yeah. So um, let me. I just wanted to read something real quick, which I thought was fascinating. And one of the cool. Oh, can we just all admit for the record, and though this has no bearing on their actual music, but Tom Verlaine is a fucking weird looking dude, man. He looks like. I don't know what he looks like, actually. Here, come here. Check this. Here. We'll just look at him on the cover of, of Marky Moon. Marky Moon. 
here, can wait. <laughs> He's got a little bit of an emo Phillips thing going it's, it, on. It's kind. Of, he kind of looks like a like a monster from an old Universal horror movie from like the 1930s. Uh, there's some. He's an odd. He's an odd. He's an, no, he kind, of, he kind of looks like a like a disturbed character from like a B movie. And like, he's he's just an he's an he's yeah okay fine disturbed character. Well yeah. Well I'll give you that. So I uh, I was reading a little bit about um okay so I'll just read this. The front cover for Marky Moon was shot by photographer Robert Maplethorpe. His photos situated Verlaine a step in front of the rest of the band who were captured in a tensed, serious pose. Um, when Maplethorpe gave television the contact prints, Lloyd took the band's favorite shot to a print shop in Times Square and asked for color photocopies for the band to mull over. Although the first few copies were oddly colored, Lloyd asked the copy worker to print more while, quote, while turning the knobs with his eyes closed, quote, he likened the process to Andy Warhol's screen prints. After showing it to the band, they chose the altered copy over Maplethorpe's original photo. I just think there's something that's just so awesome about that. Like, yeah, I can get behind that. 1970s color copier, and he's. I, real, this, I didn't realize you could get color photocopies in 1977. Probably not very good ones. Well, yeah, he was turning knobs. So if you're if you're turning, you know, like knobs on a Xerox machine. On, yeah, there's yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. Well, I mean, so I guess I guess the bottom line is uh, it's an interesting album, but I'm not running to ever I'm, put I'm, it on. I'm not in love with it, but I like it more than I did having never heard it. Uh, there are certain songs that I would wait. What eschew? What 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 does that even mean? What do you t- you you like it more than that? Well, my point you have an opinion on it now than you did well, okay. having never heard it. I like it more than I dislike it. I guess I, it would be a good way to put it. Okay, that. because that's an interesting. Like, I'm I'm just trying to parse what you. Well, I you know I, I all I knew was because you may have hated the song it. Marky Moon, and so my opinion was relatively flat. Like that's an okay song, and now it's slightly better. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I'm kind of flipped there. Yeah, you know. But I mean, fine, whatever. I didn't feel like I wasted a day listening to it. Like I felt like I wasted four minutes well, listening to basically something. It, it's <laughs> yeah. We'll never get those back, but that's all right. Um, but that's sort of, I think, like the idea of this show is like, this is a record that we'd probably heard about for 25 years. And never listened to. And never listened to. Right. And like, now we have. Now we have that You can knowledge. put that in the vault. Yeah. That's good. Well, some of these, I mean, like, I'll go back and listen to, um, or at least parts of them, for sure. You know, one of the things that, that I like about the show, and I may have mentioned this before, I I gain appreciation a lot of times for artists that we listen to. like um like I have a definitely have a new appreciation for Bob Dylan after we listen to Blood on the Tracks like I don't automatically change the channel on the radio every time I hear him now um again it's not a lot of it's not time, you know like I'm not running out to buy a lot of these albums by these artists that I didn't love but I definitely gain appreciation for them that I previously didn't have sometimes Fair enough, you know. Well, having, and, I, and I recognize a lot of stuff now. Like I'll hear it. And I'll, oh, I oh, that's know that. who that is. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, I want to do one more, which is going to be uh, Friction, um, which I suspect I will like more than you. Oh, I know you will like more than me. Yeah, but let's get into it and do a little bit of Friction. Give me Friction.
Yeah, I dig that one. And to me, there are lots of little elements that remind me of other things in it. So it's almost like if like you took uh, parts of like the Velvet Underground and made them like write the theme music to like a really arty interpretation of the Monsters. <laughs> that's that's, that's pretty, my, that's pretty I spot get that. on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is an incredibly apt description of that, Ryan. Yeah, I love the drums and the bass groove on this track. I like the guitar solo stuff on that, like that dissonant yeah. kind of like. You know, whatever. Like that was. Yeah, really it good. gives it like sort of this creepy vibe to it, but it's also well, not, like kind of like. I'm talking that. about like in the middle solo. I'm not talking about the 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 riff or the. Whatever. I'm talking. Specific, well, I mean, there, there's some stuff that kind of kind of bends. I don't know if it's minor key or whatever, but like definitely goes a little dissonant. There's stuff that's cool that's going on in the yeah, background. And then the it's other. got that little Velvet Underground like like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, that's that's fine. I don't know. I mean, I like it. I like that more than. A lot of the songs on this album. I mean, it's all fine. I didn't hate it or anything, but I mean, like, <laughs> some all world weary and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm I didn't just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some cool. You know, it's, and I'm good. At, I'm usually good at like listening or talking about albums or acts and and being able to see them in the context of 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 their time and why they are you know originators of. Why they're really original and originators of a why sound. They're influential and, why they're influential, others. right. Yeah. And I get that, you know, to some degree um, with this for sure. It's just this is one of those times where, like, um, if I go to a, a party and it's on, I'm not going to grit my teeth, but I can't imagine any circumstances where I would choose to play this for myself. Well, I wonder if I'd been exposed to this when I was, like, say, 17 instead of, you know... Right. Well, I mean, forty whatever. Probably. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. But I mean, I, I was exposed to the Grateful Dead when I was that age, and it yeah, it that was, didn't do anything for me. And but, it was like putting ice picks in. No, well, this is much better. Music. I definitely like this better than the no. Grateful this is Dead. much much better than the Grateful Dead. But I don't. I don't. I don't think I would have, personally. But I mean, I hard to say. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, I can't go back in a time machine and ask. Well, one of these days, man. if I could do that, yeah. probably would kill Hitler first. Yeah, well, wormholes. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? What I was thinking the first time I listened to this, and it just came back to me, is I would have loved this band and this album a lot more if it had been David Byrne singing all of these songs. And that wouldn't be such a stretch. I mean, yeah. like to insert him, like you know, it wouldn't sound odd. I mean, well, I mean, David Byrne's odd. He um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of his defining characteristic. I li- but I, I like David Byrne, but I don't like the Talking Heads either. Like I, oh, I, the, the Talking so- Head songs that I do like are like amazing. I'm sure there's one or two somewhere that I like, but I but I like a lot of his solo stuff. I like his voice. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna. Thanks, thanks for that, Ryan. Ryan. My pleasure. 
Um, we're gonna go and Mark, what are we what are we listening to? Well, uh, in the nominal theme of tonight, I'm going to shoot the moon because um, I couldn't really come up with anything. And uh, I'm going to go with a band that uh, I've enjoyed seeing play live, uh, and that is Deer Hunter and their new track, Breaker. Good evening, everyone. I'm Ari Povich. Welcome to this special edition of A Current Affair. Christ or credit What's the price? What's the edit? I'm alive I don't credit the source I just drive And then the fog rolls in And then they're blind My enemies They're just trying I don't want to say I was pleasantly surprised by that because, like I said, I, I've enjoyed Deer Hunter in the past, but I really did enjoy that track. Oh, great song. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I like about that band is um, you kind of you, you don't know what he's going to do. Like sometimes you really think you do, and then sometimes um, you just it's, – it's one of those – the first time I listened to any of his songs – this has been one of my favorite bands, like I was saying in the break, for the last six or seven years. Um, and then like that, like it's just, it's a pretty straightforward, pretty pop song. And then there's just that weird break all of a sudden. Yeah. I was going to say, there's this place where they kind of get into like a feedback loop and it, it but, starts but, to feel like it's going to get really ethereal and, and then, then it all just of a sudden stops. it just drops right yeah, back into the that, beat. And that's one of the things that I, I think I, I enjoy the most about their songs, his songs. I kind of get, that's one of those bands I get confused. Like, um, the main guy is like the guy. It, I don't know. And I think that money, he, he recently, like a couple of years ago, got in a, like, a, like an auto accident. I think he was hit by it. Um, anyway, he, it was very serious. And I, I feel like part of that song was about, uh, the lyrics were definitely about, like he was talking about like seizing the day and stuff like that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I did not like the song really at all. Really? You, you know, um, and maybe you can guess why. I don't know. Uh, Ryan doesn't like, there's a, he doesn't like it. There's a, uh, there's an effect that's on a guitar that detunes it slightly and that. It's, no, it sounds like, shifter. it sounds like it's out of pitch. It's a um, pitch shifter. Yeah. And i Mac DeMarco uses it a bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a stumbling block with him. Like I can't uh, get past it. Cannot get paid. No, can't. it sounds like something's wrong. Um, and I, I, I mean, I could tell 15 seconds into the song, like, oh, I don't, it's like okay, this. man. Look, yeah. you, you, you came out full, you fully came out and told us earlier. I mean, we know that your true colors lie with Leonard Skinner. I mean, like, so <laughs> some of them do, <laughs> I mean, I, I, so we got that. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I... I mean, this is probably better art it's than just Leonard Skinner, but it's not art that really does anything for I, me. I get what you're saying. It's just one of those things where, like, you just have it in your head, like, if there's any... Well, dude, if, like, there'd been a sax solo in the middle of it, you'd have been, like, checked out. Actually, one of my next ones that's going to come out, that's going to come up, is going to... It's a very recent song that does have saxophone as a solo in the middle that I love, and it's one of my favorite songs of last year. But I'm sorry, you know, I uh, didn't, didn't mean to... Didn't mean to, you know, offend you by saying that. That's fine. You just can't get your head around it. And, and I mean, no. I mean, it's why I can't appreciate much of Modest Mouse. Like, it, it sounds discordant to me. And, and I, I, I... I just think it's used as an effect. Like, I don't feel like this... Like, if the whole song... Oh, man, I should go... You know what I should do to torture you is play you... Is pick a aerograph... Well, you played me something the other night. Ariel Pink on a graffiti. What, I don't remember what it was, but it, 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 yeah, I actually that. kind of enjoyed that because it sounded like a, a film from the 70s that had but been sitting around, sitting in, a around in the for sun. too long. Yeah. See, I, that's how I said But I that was actually kind of fun. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, know they they a, use a lot of sax, It's too. a fine line. Every so often, yeah, yeah, but the earlier stuff. Or again, like he, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was good. I'm just picking on you. Um, you know, so next week, um, Kevin will probably be back. I don't know if this is contingent on on he should yeah, be back. staying playoffs. in the playoffs. But yeah. so we can't tell you what what his album pick is going to be because he didn't tell us last week. But um, I mean, I could pick one for him. We could just all. Uh, all well, well, you could find pick one out from him. him. I think that Kevin's album next week is going to be. The soundtrack from the trans- Transformers, the movie, like the one that came out in the eighties. I see. I think it's like actually going with what I was talking about earlier. I think it's uh, now that's what I call music, volume eleven. Okay, so, so <laughs> we'll, we haven't done a compilation yet, we'll go, or a movie soundtrack. We'll give him. We'll give him one of those two yeah, options. He, yeah, he can decide he can, between can, the two, and he can pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, that was a fun way to spend my Tuesday night. And um, oh, it looks like the. Kevin's going to be in a good mood. Well, we'll see. We'll it's see. bottom of the ninth. The Yankees are batting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. The Yankees well, are the bad guys, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, they should be universal bad guys, but, you know, I guess some, some people, people live in New York. Yeah. Okay. I'm Shane. Ryan. Mark. Somebody likes it.